Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blue Star defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. We are broadcasting live from the new E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center as we prepare for the Blues to ramp back up for the postseason. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line where we are happy to be joined by senior NHL columnist for Sportsnet.com, Mark Spector, joining us here on Ribs and BK. Mark, how are you doing today, my friend? Oh, we're doing pretty well. What's going on down in St. Louis? Oh, we're hanging in, Mark, and we are seeing all of these positive tests pop up right now, and i got to be honest, it's a bit disconcerting for me as I'm rooting for the return of hockey and being able to see these Blues try to defend their Stanley Cup championship. What's your confidence level right now that we will not only see the season resume but actually be able to see it finish here as they get ready to ramp things back up? Well, it's I'm not saying it's as good – you know, today as it was a week ago, because it's not. Um, I think the bigger issue, you know, how would I say? There's two issues here. Where we're going to play games, right? And, you know, I, I think, I know I live in Edmonton, and people might say, oh, he just wants the games in Edmonton. I don't care where they are. I'm going to end up watching them on TV anyway. But in an environment where COVID's going through the roof in a place like Vegas, uh, and then you have a – you know, you have two Canadian hubs, certainly one in Edmonton. We're a, a small city. We're just over a million people around here, and our COVID numbers are very, 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 very light. So the fact that we're still considering places like Vegas and even a Chicago, and, and I know L.A. seems to have fallen out of the race, and they haven't settled on sites like an Edmonton tells me that it's about more than how the COVID is going on, right? It's about money. It's about cost. It's about other things. So that's disconcerting to me. And the other thing I'll say, guys, is they've they've obviously they've included extending the CBA into all of these negotiations, and that to me is I think they should have been culling their to-do list, the PA and the NHL. We all know how long it takes these guys to settle on on extending a PA, and if we're waiting around for the or a CBA, if we're waiting around for the Players Association, the NHL to figure out how they're going to extend the CBA for four years, I mean, we might be sitting here for a long time. Okay, Mark, uh, two things that I know we want to dive into. I'll let my partner get to the CBA thing in a minute. I want to dive back into the Hub City thing because along with the lottery draft, the way it happened the other day, this seems to be one of the biggest topics of discussion is how is the NHL not identified where they're going to go? And 
I'm wondering why have they waited so long? And you know, you talk about the CBA. Maybe it's attached at the hip with that, um, and also. Uh, the cost of all this. You bring that up. Uh, look, I know I'm from Canada. The U.S. dollar is way more powerful than the Canadian dollar as it is, as it sits right now. Wouldn't the NHL just love to go into Edmonton and Toronto and spend less money in this whole ordeal? Well, you'd think. You know, the, the word is that the MGM's given them a, almost a free hotel in Las Vegas, so you'll save some money there. Uh, and there are money, you know, there is money associated with, with maintaining your bubble in a place like Toronto where things are going to be more spread out. That's going to be, there's going to be some cost involved there. But I will say to you that everything that happens in Canada, you save 33% on your dollar when you're America, right? So sure, uh, you know, the, listen, I, I'm, I'll be disappointed. I won't be surprised. I'll be disappointed if it turns out to be true that that we're more concerned with saving money than we are with saving lives here. Like this should be 100% about the ability to put on a COVID-free atmosphere. It shouldn't be about saving a couple points on the dollar, Jamie. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, like you said, some of that's gotten lost in here. And when you do look at the numbers in a Las Vegas, a Chicago, L.A., which we talked about, that's they're pretty much out of it now. Um, but yeah, the, the, the bigger focus, in my opinion, should be providing a safe environment for the players, which I guess brings me to my next question is we're talking about bubbles and hub cities for the regular season and moving forward with that. But yet we're going to do training camps in the team's own cities and the players will not be in a bubble environment mm. at all. And is this maybe the reason we're seeing some positive tests pop up? Well, and they haven't even started yet. The positive tests are starting, you know, with guys that are showing up in the cities are getting tested. They're, they're arriving positive. So I think, and I'm not alone in this, and you touch on it, there, there's a huge hole in this system here. They're really working to have a, a you know, contained bubble for phase four when they start playing games. And, and let's, let's go on the assumption that they can, you know, if everybody stays inside the bubble, that they can pull this thing off. Let's just assume that for the sake of this conversation but phase three is you know guys all arrive in st louis right the the entire blues club they all get tested and they're you know obviously if you're negative you start practicing with the team and the blues will put together an excellent bubble inside their arena it it will be clean it will be sanitized you're you know the in theory you're not catching anything at the rink but then guys go home after practice, they get in their car and they drive home and they maybe stop for groceries, you know, or, or their wife is out shopping for groceries or whatever. It, to me, there's zero containment in phase three. And, you know, I'm going to say this too, Jamie, you back me up on this. These NHL players have been away from each other for over two months now. And their majority of them are young and single and rich. Huh. And what happens when 25 guys get back together after 25 buddies after two months away from each other, do you think they just all go home and go to bed at eight o'clock? Like (laughs) generally speaking, there's a beer to be had somewhere and that's where this thing falls apart in my eyes. Yeah, Mark, I agree. And we talked about a a little earlier on our show just regarding the NBA guys and now certainly the NHL guys. And, yeah, guys are going to want to get together. They're going to want to socialize a little bit. And they're certainly going to want to socialize in a capacity that, uh, you know, before they go into this bubble situation. So 
Right. Uh, yeah, right. real good point by you. I also have qu- concerns, as we're talking with Mark Spector, he's a senior NHL columnist for Sportsnet. I do have a concern, even whenever they get to Phase 4, Mark, about the employees at these, whether it be the arena or more specifically the hotels, because we're running into this a little bit as we're reading about the NBA protocols. The Disney employees are coming in and out of the bubble, and so as much as we call it a bubble, it's really not because it's being penetrated every day with these new employees coming in. And I wonder, Mark, from what you're hearing about how the NHL is going to do this, are they planning to have the employees at these hotels sequestered as well? Are they going to be quarantined, or are they just going to be able to come and go as they please as well? That's a – that in my – maybe someone at the NHL knows the answer to that. I do not know the answer to that. The NHL has clearly not been – you know, they're not laying all their cards on the table with these things. You make an excellent point. If it doesn't work that way, it compromises your bubble. If it doesn't work that way and you're in a place like Vegas where the COVID's going through the roof, your bubble doesn't stand a chance if the employees are coming in and out. Uh, who's paying the employee at the hotel to stay inside a bubble for over two months away from their family, right? Like, if you're unionized, in, in which most of the Vegas casino people are, you know, what's the cost involved with that? Keeping a hotel full of staff inside some bubble. And where are they sleeping? Hotels filled with NHL people. So there's a lot of questions, man. And and I don't have <laughs> – you're not talking to the guy that has all the answers to him, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I think one of the big questions too, Mark, is what's going to happen with this CBA? You mentioned it early on, and there's been some buzz that we could get some good news on this at the very minimum, an MOU um, that could potentially suggest that we are going getting closer towards the CBA being agreed upon by both sides. What are you hearing on that, and how huge would it be if they are able to actually come together in this moment and sign that four-year, five-year, however-many-year extension on this current CBA? But we'd all love that because that means we'd all have hockey, you know, agreed upon for the next four or five years or whatever it is. Everyone wants – there's two things for hockey fans and hockey media. Nobody wants to know what's going on inside that CBA because it's boring and it's millionaires versus billionaires. And we just want it done so we can watch the games because that's why we're all hockey fans, okay? So let's hope it gets done. I want to say this. They're already at the pressure point, right? We're on the last day of July, of June. This is, it is at midnight tonight that all these things expire. It is on July 1st that players' contracts expire. It is on July 1st that players are due millions of dollars in signing bonuses, so the fact that it's played out till we're literally at midnight here on the clock tells me that the NHL and the NHLPA are doing what they always do, right? It's a game of brinksmanship. It's you know, what happens if we wake up tomorrow, Jamie, and there's no there's no new CBA, and there's you know how, however many players, 200 players, are due a signing bonus. Where's that money coming from? They haven't collected a dollar in the NHL since March 11th. How's that going to work? So there's a you know, there's pressure to, to, you know, there's immediate financial pressure coming at you at midnight tonight. And there's obviously pressure. If, if I'm a hub city, like we're starting games here, I believe, you know, around July, what, 29, 28, 30. Yeah. We're a month away of trying to create this bubble. And it, maybe I have to sequester employees at a hotel. There is so much work involved in being a hub city. 
and we're a month away, and you don't even know if you're if you're Hub City or not yet. Now, Mark, last one for me here, and uh, we talked about the CBA, and yeah, you're right, we're we're at the deadline, and it, none of us know how the NHL, the players' union, is going to handle some of these issues of expiring contracts, signing bonuses, and all these other things. But last week we had uh, Artemi Panarin who, let's be honest, you know, most hockey players don't get out there and voice their opinion as a whole. Traditionally, you know, everybody kind of keeps that in the locker room, in the office, whatever it is, behind closed doors. He comes out, calls out the owners for the escrow that's been going on out there. How much of a sticking point is this escrow going to be with the CBA as far as from the player's standpoint? Because I know the owners are probably pretty happy with the setup right now, but how much pushback are the players going to have in this? Well, what they'll want is a limit on their escrow. They're getting, you know, they're literally looking at a 20% escrow. So every guy that makes a million dollars starts his year off making $800,000. And there's also being, remember, you're being taxed on all that too. So, mm-hmm. you know, for the listeners out there who may not be positive what escrow is, there's an agreement that it's a 50-50 split on all the revenues. But what the the owners don't know what the revenues are going to be every year. So they withhold some players' money, and then they figure out what the 50-50 split is, and they generally give the players back some of their money at the end of the year. That's the layman's way of doing this. Well, there's been no revenue. The league's getting crushed, and the players are going to be asked to leave a ton of their money you know, in the owner's bank account to be given back maybe later on. And Hey, nobody likes that. I'll say this. The play, the PA signed up on this CBA. PA signed to be in this position. They agreed to this CBA. They agreed to escrow. And now they're complaining about it. You know what? Right? If you didn't like it, don't sign the deal. So I don't have a ton of sympathy for players, guys. Uh, they signed on the dotted line for this system, and now they're living it. He's Mark Spector. You can find his work on Sportsnet, where he's a senior NHL columnist. You can also give him a follow on Twitter as well, at SportsnetSpec, S-P-O-R-T-S-N-E-T-S-P-E-C. Mark, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, and hopefully we'll be able to talk hockey again soon about what's actually taking place on the ice. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys somewhere around soon. Take care now. (laughs) 